Welcome everyone to this podcast. I am Robin Bredeveld and today I'm interviewing Jan Mugo. Jan Mugo is the executive director of Zizi Afrique Foundation, which is an organization that focuses on improving education for children in Kenya by providing evidence to policymakers. I have interviewed Mugo about the article he and his colleagues wrote, uh, which is called Improving Use of Evidence to Increase Impact of TVET in Kenya. TVET uh, stands for Technical and Vocational Education and Training. That's a whole mouthful. Um, and it's about preparing youth for uh, vocational work. Um, however, the article presented that the quality of TVET education in Kenya is not very adequate because the courses and curricula that it provides do not really address what that what uh, employers are looking for. And this results in a gap between the supplied labor skills and the demanded labor skills. Um, besides, there is also shrinking macroeconomic growth, which, which results in high unemplo- unemployment. In the article, um, a possible solution is proposed, um, which is that of a knowledge broker for TVET. A knowledge broker connects evidence and data to policymakers and TVET institutions. We're now going to listen to what Muko has to say about the knowledge broker proposed in the article. The, the, the problem of youth unemployment has two, has two uh, ends to it. One is, is what you are saying, the economy cannot produce enough jobs. And the other one is that even the available jobs, um, there, there is poor connection between supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so the, the knowledge brokering um, idea was to address this, this, this uh, challenge number two of connecting supply and demand. Who should, do you think, provide it? Or is it more about a collaboration? So um, who should be the actor that is the knowledge uh, broker in, and the mediator between the fields? Yes, the, the idea is to be a mediator between industry, between training institutions, and between governments. So uh, getting the right evidence and making that evidence usable and accessible yeah. to the different points. But but also adapting data and the information we have to what the needs are uh, for for industry and for trainers and for policymakers. So once we have the right data that is well adapted, that is made um, accessible and usable, uh, we theorize that um, it will be uh, now, there will be greater utilization at the various points. As Mugo described, the proposition of a knowledge broker as a possible solution thus requires collaboration between governance, researchers, TVET institutions and many more actors. However, the establishment of partnerships comes with uh, huge challenges and some of these challenges, as Mugo describes, are political. The the challenge that not many people place value in, in collaboration and, and yet we know is a future of, of success. You know, you know, I, I think it will now be very increasingly difficult in the future to succeed alone when you're not supported by other people. So, so I think this, this collaboration kind of thing is still new in the space. The, the other is, is now tension between evidence and politics. Mm. Um, that, that, that even when we want decisions to be evidence-based, the, 
the political elite also have their agenda and, yeah. and the decisions have to fit both you know uh, both evidence and the political agenda so again navigating that is a, is a, is a rather complex thing uh, to achieve the 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 other thing is that there is very little funding for collaborative efforts People want to fund me to do work in 12 institutions, but they don't want to facilitate 20 organizations to work together. And and and, and so that 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 becomes increasingly difficult to make collaborations effective. The mm -hmm. other is uh, is that where we are looking at collaborations for data, uh, data is not accessible, especially data from government official data. Government does not uh, open information and data, and one has to spend a lot of time following up uh, to uh, to get information and data. Different institutions and policymakers are not really using evidence and data at the moment. I read in the article. So, what are decisions that they make now? What are they based on? Decisions, I, I, I think even where there is data, uh, decisions are not always based on data because the decisions are also political. Yeah. So it will depend on the political party that is in power and what their manifesto is, what their, their view is. So, so, so many, many uh, decisions, even in places where there is data, like in Europe, uh, we will still be, be be made political, and then after that, you look for for data to justify your decision, rather than the other way around, of of looking at data and and, and making a decision based on data, regardless of whether it is politically right or not. So uh, here, where there is no data, there is a better excuse for political uh, decisions, or just intuitive uh, doing what what you feel is is right or is good whether that will be effective, whether you are likely to succeed or not is something else. Yeah. Yeah. I also saw a kind of a lack in the article. I saw a lack of understanding between um, also evidence and government in uh, when it comes to self-employment. So the government, they see self-employment also as a very good option for economic development, while the youth sees it more as um, an option for those who lack sal salaried positions in society, so they don't they see it maybe as they don't have another choice. Um, why do you think that there is this gap of understanding? Is it because of the lack of data, or is it is there something else? No, I, I honestly feel it's very unfair to tell youth we want them to be self-employed and entrepreneurs when the person telling them that is a 50-year-old person who is employed and has never employed themselves. So, mm. so uh, it's not everyone who can become an entrepreneur, and I think some entrepreneurship should not be taken as an alternative for youth uh, for, for youth unemployment. I, I think we need to be committed to to uh, to creating jobs for youth, so that mm. we we leave that smaller percentage of youth who are wired to, to become entrepreneurs to be. But uh, if you look at the, the enterprises that youth open because they are poorly supported or because the youth are not, you know, the, the entrepreneur type, then you, you find that more than 70% of the businesses that open uh, close down within the year. And, and so we are, we are I think, popularizing self-employment as a 
silver bullet for unemployment and setting youth to fail and frustrating them even further. The, the second is, is that for one to be an entrepreneur, there is need for support. Uh, theoretical training does not make entrepreneurs and asking someone to open an enterprise without providing capital and, and support is also unreasonable. So, 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 so I think I wouldn't see it as misunderstanding. I would mm -hmm. just see it as, as, as being unreasonable for us to expect this to be the solution to youth unemployment. Moving on, Kenya's employment is to a large extent informal. In the article, it is stated that in 2017, roughly only 100,000 formal jobs were created, while 650,000 young people entered the labor market. That is about 15% of uh, young people having the opportunity to be formally employed. The others would then have to be informally employed. I asked Mugo the implications of this on the collection of data. I was wondering uh, how to collect data if many jobs are informal, so there's no record of, of those jobs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult. You, you can only sample an area and then maybe sample sectors. So if you sample, let's say, construction, then you sample a, a geographical location. And within that, you go in and first take a register of all the construction sites. Or if you sample restaurants and, and hotels, you know, hospitality, you, you go, if it's Nairobi or Accra, you, you sample a small location of the city and, and first spend like two days uh, taking a register of the restaurants and hotels within that location. That, that's, uh, it makes it quite complex because you don't have a register somewhere for you to sample from. 10% of former employers, they collaborate with training institutions. I was wondering why is it so hard for more of them to, to collaborate with uh, trainer, training institutions? Also because of lack of information or a lack of funding? Yeah, I think those two, but, but also you, you, you see institutions are looking, especially industries, looking for profit. Mm. And so the decisions they make... Uh, uh, rational decisions aimed at uh, maximizing profit. So this other thing of you should work together and so on is is, is good theory, but it's, it's not practical for, for for most of them. They want to advertise a job and they and they, and they get people apply who have the skills. But of course, what has happened is that now when they because of the high user unemployment, when they advertise for jobs. Everyone applies, and, and, and most of those, you know, from most of the applicants, they cannot get the skills they are looking for. Mm. And, and, and so this is, I think, where we have a point in that if they engage themselves more, and so what, what normally now results like here in Kenya is that they recruit now people who don't have the skills, and they spend another three, four, five, six months training them on the job. So rather than uh, wasting time and training people on the job, you could actually partner with one or two colleges that can be training for you the way you want your people trained. Lastly, I asked uh, John Mugo about the organization he works for, Zizi Afrique, and their project Ujana 360, and how they use uh, partnerships there as well, and what kind of challenges they face. Yeah. Yeah. 
I also um, read a little bit about uh, your specific uh, projects. So, for example, about Ujana 360. Um, and I read that you use the partnerships there as well. So it feels like you are kind of the knowledge broker um, in that project. Is that right? I wouldn't call it a knowledge broker, but, but maybe more of, um, because Ujana 360 has a knowledge component, but that's not the main thing. Uh, it's more of building collaborations uh, across uh, the, the, the various partners. So mm -hmm. it is brokering relationships to okay. make interventions uh, more, more effective and the visions more informed by, by, by practice. So we do, we do a lot, for instance, in terms of um, creating spaces for people who are training youth directly to also be part of the vision because they are the ones who have experience. Or opening those institutions and facilitating people who make decisions to be in contact and to visit uh, where youth are being trained and training institutions. Um, so that also their decisions can be better informed by what is happening on the ground. So it is more brokering relationships, but we think there is opportunity for brokering knowledge uh, as now one of the of the pivots for this uh, relationship building in the sector. Mm. And what um, challenges as an organization do you see in uh, building these relationships? Um, the, the, the main challenge is, is that people don't value uh, the relationship. Thank you very much for your, for your uh, devotion of time and for sharing your uh, for sharing your knowledge. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Robin. So we have come to the end of this podcast. From my interview with John Mugo, I conclude that a knowledge broker could potentially decrease the gap between the supply and demand of labor skills in Kenya and improve TVET. However, collaboration is hard to realize because of funding and political interests. Politics do not always prioritize data and evidence. I thus plead for more validation of good old teamwork between all sectors in society. I want to thank John Mugo once again for sharing his knowledge with me and thank you for listening. Thank you.